0: KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Michael Krasny. Coming up in Forum's first half hour this morning, the Golden State Warriors are hoping to move the NBA team from Oakland to San Francisco with the blessing of Mayor Ed Lee. The proposed $500 million privately financed waterfront arena could open as soon as the 2017-18 basketball season, and if the plan goes forward, it could be a blow to Oakland's economy and its loyal fan base. We'll discuss it. Then at 9.30, we'll shift gears and focus in on Facebook's troubled IPO of last Friday. Will it continue to go wrong? Forum is next. Join us after this. From KQED Public Radio in San Francisco, I'm Michael Krasny. Good morning and welcome to this morning's forum program. The Golden State Warriors were purchased a year and a half ago by Joe Lacob and Peter Guber, and it was announced just yesterday that the franchise will be leaving Oakland and moving to San Francisco with a plan in the works for private financing of a $500 million waterfront arena to be built by the foot of the Bay Bridge for basketball season beginning 2017-2018. In this morning's opening forum, Half Hour, we want to discuss what lies ahead for the Warriors as they return to the city they left back in 1991 and the effect on Oakland, the city they are leaving. Joining us this morning is Rick Welts, who's president and CEO of the Golden State Warriors. Good morning. Good morning.
1: Good morning, Michael. How are you doing today?
0: Okay. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. also want to welcome Ignacio De La Fuente, who is a councilman, the Oakland City Council, President Pro Tem. Welcome, Ignacio De La Fuente.
2: Good morning. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Ignacio.
0: Good morning to both of you. And uh, let me begin with uh, Rick Welts. Uh, Things are moving pretty quickly here. The announcements yesterday sounded full speed ahead, a lot of optimism. Uh, The mayor seems to be very strongly and passionately behind this. He even talks about it as his legacy. Uh, and uh, it's exciting for Warrior fans in the city. Um, what do you have to say to people across the bay, like Ignacio De La Fuente?
1: Well, Ignacio is a friend, uh, and also my landlord. So, uh, I have to be very respectful to Ignacio um, and to our fans. Uh, we really uh, are are thrilled for this as the Bay Area team because our fans really span the entire Bay Area. We we actually have almost a exactly fifty fifty split between our season ticket holders uh, who reside in the East Bay and those who uh, reside west of the Bay. And uh, wherever we chose as a new location had to be a place that – Um, Frankly, was as good as our current site from a transportation perspective. Uh, The current Oracle site is a spectacularly good site from a public transportation standpoint. Uh, The site appears 3032, almost under the shadow of the Bay Bridge. is equally good in terms of accessibility from uh, every part of the Bay Area by public transportation.
0: This is a big project, though. You're talking about conventions, uh, possibly, that would be too big for Moscone Center, uh, college basketball, concerts, award shows, uh, restaurants, a nightclub, and shops, uh, and also uh, taking the piers that are crumbling uh, and invest in fixing them. Uh, So we're talking about a massive project here. Uh, There is concern, and I wonder if you could address this, That uh, particularly with more uh, projects going on, uh, Transbay Transit Project, for example, Center Project, uh, that things are going to be a mess and that uh, there's going to be all kinds of traffic and parking problems.
1: Well, I, cur- I currently live right in the middle of that. And, uh, you know, I think there's more excitement than there is mass. And I think if this, this piece fits perfectly in the puzzle that San Francisco is trying to create uh, in that entire Soma area, uh, I think what has gone before us in terms of AT&T Park, uh, that that was greeted with a lot more skepticism, I think, than this project has been uh, to date, Uh, concerns about all the same things that you just uh, outlined. And I think if you look today at what has happened as a result of having AT&T Park in that neighborhood, uh, there are very few people at this point who would say that hasn't been a spectacular addition to San Francisco and the Bay Area as, as a region, and I and I think this will fit as part of the city's overall plan for you know what what the future should be for the city of San Francisco and the entire Bay Area.
0: We've got Rick Welts on the line with us, who again is president and CEO of the Golden State Warriors. Not to add to the skepticism, Rick, but. Uh, I know there's uh, a good deal of concern that, uh, on your part probably, uh, I imagine there would be, about all the kind of impediments and barriers that often are involved in labyrinthine San Francisco politics through the approval process, and you've got state commission to worry about, regional bay conservation, development commission, uh, so you're still uh, really sanguine and, and quite optimistic in spite of all that?
1: Well, we really are. We've done as best we can. Uh, to, to set the foundation for what will be a robust and, uh, I'm sure at times colorful conversation with all of the, uh, of the agencies and, and, that you've just mentioned. Uh, the city, I think the mayor, I said yesterday and he said to us, uh, privately the day before the announcement that he considers this to be the signature project of his administration. It's a very big, uh, statement for a mayor to make publicly and, you know, in some ways uh, puts him and his organization on the line to be able to at least deliver the resources to make the process go uh, as it's, you know, in an expeditious manner that allows us to meet with well, a five-year time frame. Now, we're talking about about two and a half years of construction uh, that has to take place before uh, our team could move into that facility in 2017. So that leaves two and a half years, which we think is enough, not too much, but is enough time uh, given the commitment that we have from from the city, from uh, when Gavin Newsom participated in the, uh, Announcement yesterday, he chairs the State Lands Commission and, and indicated that it will get the full and prompt attention of State Lands as well. Um, we have no reason to think that won't be true for the BCDC, and and uh, you know we're looking forward to getting that process started today.
0: Well, you got a lot of the process underway, thanks to uh, I guess you have a debt to Larry Ellison for getting all those plans and intact them.
1: Well, you're, you're actually it's interesting because this uh, the mayor had directed the the Giants and the Warriors to. Explore whether or not there was a site in the general proximity of AT&T Park about six months ago. Um, at that point, uh, this site was not available. It really was only about six weeks ago, I believe, that uh, that this site became available when the Americans got decided it was not going to be in their plans for redevelopment and. Uh, the good news for us at that point was all of the engineering studies, all of the, uh, uh, the studies the city and, and Mr. Ellison's group had done were accessible to us, which really expedited, uh, the analysis of the site and, and to, for us to get a full understanding of what we were committing to when we have agreed to, to rehabilitate this site, to make it suitable, uh, for what we're proposing, as well as re, uh, Reintroduce that site as a public gathering place uh, with a lot of public space for uh, everyone who's going to enjoy the the waterfront.
0: And again, we're talking to Rick Welts, uh, president and CEO of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, we're going to bring Ignacio De La Fuente, his landlord, but also a uh, councilman for the Oakland City Council and president pro tem, into the conversation here. And. Councilman De La Fuente, there is uh, a lot of bitterness in Oakland, especially by Warriors fans. I mean, it's been expressed loudly and and uh, valuably, uh feeling abandoned and all that. But I'd I'd like to hear from you on this, and I'd like to hear also what you think the effect is going to be on the economy in Oakland.
2: Well, first, I I, I can tell you that I uh, Rick, Rick understands this and knows this that I was I was I was one of the people that, that were not surprised. I, I think that. Um, uh, I have to respect the fact that uh, this new ownership uh, uh, spent a lot of a lot of resources uh, uh, purchasing the team and and then uh, demonstrated, you know, that um, that they were willing to spend uh, additional resources to to make the team viable and and to um, and to make it a competitive team. Um, uh, but again, I was um, one of those people concerned that uh, I really saw the writing on the wall. I think that. Um, is, uh, uh one of the things that sometimes we don't understand is uh, uh, the fact that we have an arena that is obviously, uh, uh, at least in, in my humble opinion, uh, uh, a very great facility. I think that the Warriors have um, done uh, very good in that arena um, and, you know, sell out games you know, most of the time. They have a very incredible uh, fan base. Um, you know, but you have to deal with the fact that uh, uh, owners uh, sport franchises you know they they uh, uh, they own the teams and they look for uh, uh, whatever they believe is the best the best side the best locations and the best deal for them uh, uh, I keep hearing um uh, private financing or you know, it was going to be privately financed as uh, that 's something that I think obviously is uh, uh, is one of the selling points that doesn 't require cities to put up uh, uh, any money. Um in respect to what is, what is the impact of the city, uh, Michael, um, obviously we are very proud of the fact that for uh, several decades we had three sport franchises, uh, a city like Oakland, you know, a small city really, uh, compared to others, uh, three sport franchises, we're very proud of that.
0: Yeah, but you must feel in some ways. I mean, considering where all that you went through with Al Davis taking uh, the Raiders and moving them to Los Angeles, the possibility of the A's being moved to San Jose, and now the Warriors moving to San Francisco, you must feel like uh, you're being abandoned uh, through the years here.
2: Well, you, you know, you you learn that, that business is business, okay? And I, I can tell you that um, if, if people don't want to be in the city for whatever reasons, you have to you have to deal with that. We believe that we believe that. Uh, uh, obviously, the city um, and, the, and the county have done uh, everything that we believe is reasonable to work with our uh, tenants, to work with the teams to to keep them in Oakland. But at the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, uh, you cannot you cannot force anyone, or you cannot. Uh, um, and you cannot just uh, give people money to stay because uh, it's not on the cards anymore. Mm-hmm. It used to be, um, but we don't, cities don't have the resources to do that. I understand
0: your view of this uh, realistically and, and appreciate that. I'm just wondering, though, uh, how, not only in the, in the bigger picture economically, but how does this affect the Coliseum City Project, if at all?
2: Well, we're gonna keep we're gonna move in the Coliseum City project. The, the, City, the Coliseum City project was Michael was uh, is planned in two different ways uh, with some of the sport franchises and without them. Uh, the idea is to to uh, pre-plan, you know, the development of that site. Uh, obviously, absolutely better to have uh, uh, the Raiders and, and the A's and the Warriors, but obviously, that's that's none of the cards, but. But, you know, uh, at the end of the day, it's gotta be, it's gotta be, uh, it takes two to tangle. I mean, it, it takes two to dance. You cannot, uh, uh, expect cities to, you know, to do whatever it takes to attract or to retain some sport franchises. And if you look at one thing that I'd like to, to maybe just put on the table is the fact that, you know, we have, a. Uh, San Jose trying to take the As or trying to attract the oh always the San Francisco uh, trying to attract the warriors or or being successful attracting the warriors. you know I, uh, so sometimes I think the cities ourselves you know are 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 responsible you know for the cannibalism for the for the poaching of each other's uh, uh, assets uh, but uh, but you know you have to deal with that it's, uh, it's just uh, something that it comes it's an inherited. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, problems that we face, and we just have to deal with
0: them. Well, we should, in fact, mention, of course, Santa Clara trying to take the 49ers. Uh, we're talking about Ignacio right. de la Fuente, right. who is. Uh Councilman and uh, President Pro Tem of the Oakland City Council. You can join us in this conversation. In fact, let me invite you to do that. It's only a half-hour segment, so if you want to weigh in here, now is the time to call. It's toll-free, 866-733-6786. We do welcome your involvement and participation in the program, so feel free to call us at our toll-free number, 866-733-6786. And there are other ways to communicate your thoughts to us or any questions or comments you have. You can email us, forum at kqed.org, or post any questions or comments you have on our website, KQED.org slash forum. Click on this segment or go to our Facebook page. And we do want to hear from you, so let us know your thoughts or uh, any questions you want to raise uh, or comments. Again, we're talking with Rick Welts, who is president and CEO of the Golden State Warriors, and Ignacio De La Fuente. Oakland City Councilman and President Pro Tem of the Oakland City Council. I want to bring Jennifer Matz into this discussion. She directs uh, San Francisco's Office of Economic and Workforce Development. And uh, Jennifer Matz, good to have you. Welcome to the program.
3: Thank you. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Well, uh, we've heard uh, about how Mayor Lee sees this as his legacy, and everything seems to be very upbeat as far as the city is concerned. But uh, a lot of barriers up ahead, particularly when we think about San Francisco politics.
3: Well, I don't see them as barriers. I think they are challenges, and I think that they are um, – uh, there are definitely issues that we will need to attend to very thoughtfully. And I think, um, you know, the goal here is is to – one of the things that I'm so excited about working with the Warriors um, over the last several months is that they are an ownership group that truly understands and wants uh, – truly understands the process that they're embarking in And they want to be part of uh, the San Francisco community and remain part of the larger Bay Area community, community with this move. So I see them as being uh, tremendous partners as we move through uh, a, a development process.
0: I wonder what you say, for example, too. I saw quoted in this morning's uh, San Francisco Chronicle, uh, President of the Sailors Union, who says this is another nail in the coffin of maritime San Francisco and concern about blocking the view. Uh, uh, and And neighborhood groups are concerned too what, you want to uh, uh, reach out to them and and try to at least mollify their concerns and in what ways
3: well I, I I think that the major issues that and the major that we'll be addressing with this project include the the transportation issues to and from the site um, obviously um, working with the neighbors uh What's interesting about the precedent of developing AT&T Park is there really wasn't much of a neighborhood when the ballpark was built. And what we've actually seen is an incredibly vibrant neighborhood spring up around that asset. So here we have a neighborhood that we think will actually grow and thrive by having this resource nearby, but obviously it needs to be done sensitively. An arena is a large structure, and where it is placed on that pier matters. Um, The architecture matters. I don't... I actually believe that this arena is going to bring people down to our waterfront 365 days a year. I anticipate that there will be ample maritime activity associated um, with activities on that pier as part of the final project. I think what's really important for cities to thrive in the 21st century, they have to innovate and they have to grow. One of the, the resources and assets that San Francisco lacks is a multi-use arena, and this will be used for conventions, for project launches, uh, um, product launches for businesses, it will be used for entertainment, and it, of course it will, be the, it will be used for professional basketball and sports of all types, and I think um, that creates a vibrancy, and I think the other issues must be attended to, but that vibrancy is something that I think the city will uh, desperately needs and wants.
0: I had said earlier to Rick Welts, who's still with us, and we'll go back to him in a second, uh, that there's a great deal of concern about all the construction down there, uh, Transbay Transit Center project and so forth. Uh, A lot of folks are thinking, boy, this is going to be a real mess.
3: Well, I, I absolutely think that there's going to be some construction challenges for a period of time, but what will come from that will be a, a state of the art uh, transportation facility, will, uh, will be a state of the art arena, and will be um, additional housing. There will be acres of new parks. You, you know, it, it takes, you got to break some eggs to get an omelet, and that's what we're going to be doing. And what I think is so wonderful is that. Many of these projects are going to be coming online in 2017 when the arena is completed, so we'll have the infrastructure to support all this new activity.
0: Talking with Jennifer Matz, who is director of the San Francisco Office of Economic and Workforce Development, just a sort of question that's lingering in many fans' minds. Uh, Rick Welch, are you going to change the name?
1: Ah, That was uh, anticipated as the first question, and one that we haven't even even given a great deal of thought, too. We we uh, saw an editorial in the Chronicle yesterday urging that, but we are the Golden State Warriors. What well, we announced yesterday was a new arena site, and, and we remain the Golden State Warriors.
0: And how optimistic are you that you're going to be building a winning team here?
1: Well, that uh, was a big theme yesterday, too, not only from ownership, but from our coach, Mark Jackson, and uh, one of our top players, David Lee, who spoke, was we one thing that we want to make sure all our fans understand is we have five great seasons of Warriors basketball remaining at Oracle Arena, and the commitment uh, is to invest in both the basketball product and in the fan experience throughout that period of time. You might be interested to know that, that actually the investment in Oracle uh, – Arena this off season will be the uh, largest since the uh since the complete renovation of the building in 1997 there's a new 4 million dollar scoreboard that's being installed we have uh, the words are funding a complete new digital signage system that will replace all the static signage there all things that are uh designed to to enhance the fan experience but we also understand that uh, we have to have a winning basketball team and we're uh, investing resources there as well, and we understand that at the end of the day our fans want a winning product as well as one that they can enjoy in a great environment
0: Any investment in rickley's uh, socks? I seem to be showing those <laughs> off to a great degree yesterday at the
1: yeah uh... i felt I felt bad he, he said he couldn't find his dress socks, so he had to actually wear his nBA game socks uh, to the press conference yesterday, so uh, hopefully uh, hopefully we can find him another pair of dress socks.
0: I hope so, for his sake. And uh, let's bring our callers in this. Uh, Abdul is our first caller from Oakland. Good morning.
1: Yes, uh, I'd just like to uh, comment on what Councilman De La Fuente is. I support him 100%. I, th- I think he did a very good job representing Oakland, and I'd like to thank him for that. And I would just like to mention that Oakland is a great uh, supporter of sports. Uh, we have some great products from Oakland, like Joe Morgan, Bill Russell, on and on, Vader Penson. You name it, Oakland has a great tradition of sports, and that's why we support, and I think it's a mistake for the owner uh, to move to San Francisco, and I, for one, will be boycotting all Warriors games for now and let him put up his own money to move to San Francisco. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you for the call. Uh, the, Jennifer Bantz, how do you respond to that kind of uh, anger from across the Bay?
3: Because there's a lot of it. You know, I I, I understand especially, um, you know, a day after an announcement like this, that there's going to be some frustration. And I think transitions like this are hard. As you mentioned, you know, we didn't enjoy the process with the 49ers looking to move and then deciding to move to Santa Clara. However, I think that that the Warriors are going to thrive on the San Francisco waterfront. And I think they're going to, and I think that they will continue to be um, embraced by the East Bay from that location. Um, my understanding is that about half the fans, half the warrior fans are like me from San Francisco and about half come from the East Bay. And that balance I expect will continue. And San Francisco and the, the transportation infrastructure that exists, it's, it's really going to be a venue for the entire Bay area to come and enjoy basketball.
1: All
0: right. Let me get another caller on from San Francisco, David.
3: Hi. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. Well, I hope
1: that the, this happens, you know, I hope that San Francisco doesn't argue it to death and 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 botch a good deal. And we have sort of the holy grail, you know. It's it's privately financed the way, the baseball park was. I you know I I sort of, uh, am, uh, feel badly that uh, the Niners are moving to Santa Clara. So uh, I hope that uh, we we can uh, attract the Warriors.
0: All right. I thank you for your call and uh, Michael. Michael, is it? Yeah, Ignacio couple, de la Fuente. Just
2: a couple of more. My two cents here, you know, is that uh, you, you raise all the all the all the challenges that I think that are in front of uh, a project like this, you know, and, uh, and they are real, and uh, you know, it's, uh, nothing over until it's over, and I think it is, is uh, many intangibles, but. The one thing that I think is important, and I think that the caller from Oakland is that the Oakland has uh, really put their money where their mouth is. I mean, we we invested a lot of resources and remodeling the, the Coliseum and the arena and all of that. And, and I, I think that uh, I think the Warriors know because obviously they they purchased the team and they purchased the the uh, the liabilities, you know. And and it is um, uh, the uh, the uh, bonds that we floated to to. Rebuild that arena uh, may may not be paid off by the time that 2017 comes around. So one of the one of the other additional issues is that the Warriors are responsible to a certain extent for that financial um, impact, and we're going to be talking about that. And I think that
3: uh, we do have a good
2: relationship with with the Warriors. We'll continue to to be a a, a good landlord and work with work with with the Warriors, um, but at the same time. Uh, we have the responsibility to look at what the impact of uh, to the uh, to the Oakland taxpayers will be, and and what the impact of a new arena across the across the water will be, to obviously to the Oracle Arena, and all of those issues that I think is uh, 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 issues that are. Definitely, uh, very, very important issues. That the problem we'll be talking about for for a while.
0: I think but, you're uh, going to be talking, talking about for quite a while, Councilman. And I, I thank you. Uh, I want to read a couple of quick emails here. Jennifer from Alameda says, "Longtime fan of Oakland sports teams." The news is very disappointing. While business might be business, the East Bay fans are the ones who are losing. And Mike in San Francisco says, I've been waiting for the Warriors to return to San Francisco since 71. I'm not even a basketball fan. I think San Francisco has been in great need of a concert facility, such as the proposed site at Pierce 30 to 32, since at least 1971. Thank you to Councilman De La Fuente. Thank you to Rick Weld, CEO of the Golden State Warriors. And thank you to Jennifer Matz, Director of the San Francisco Office of Economic and Workforce Development. Another segment on the way. I'm Michael Krasny.